Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. You guys hear me okay? Beep. Okay, good, good. It's a long story. I hope I get all the words right. Uh, This is the beginning of Job, and it's a really nice story to read. It's one of the oldest books in the Bible, and here it goes. If you want to read along with me, that'd be great. So this is Job in various verses from 1 through 12. There once was a man named Job who lived in the city of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. In fact, he, in fact, was the richest person in that entire area. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. Thank you, everybody. No, whenever we go back to no uh, FM transmitting, no parking lot service, I'm going to miss the honking. I, I like, I like this. Yeah, I'm going to miss this honking. This is good. Uh, well, I'm going to pull a classic Marcus move. I'm about ready to do a sermon that has nothing to do with the scripture that we just read. So you can take your bulletin and put it down. And if you have your Bible or if you have your phone, uh, I'll get to some scripture in just uh, a minute here. Um, and, and let me give you a little bit of reasoning why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, we've been doing uh, how to grow your faith at home during this quarantine uh, COVID time. And uh, we've been doing how to grow your faith at home and how to deal with quarantining and how to have a, a relationship with God that's beyond church. Uh, but obviously, 
uh, our country has shifted in the last week and we've gone you know from covid uh to rioting and um i'm all i am not a very political individual and i get really nervous uh when i start talking politics especially in this realm i, I don't really believe that the pulpit is a great place for politics but i do believe it's a great place for truth and truth and politics sometimes go in and out of each other uh so i am going to address the current climate uh, of um, you know of, of rioting and stuff and 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 I, I pray that it's from the Lord I pray that it's something that he has put on my heart it's something that came to me uh, while biking uh, the other morning I think Friday morning I biked up to the top of the tank and back and this just this came to me so I want to share it with you guys it was after I had already given the scripture to Trish to, to, to put out in the bulletin and the reason why we're going back to Job is we are a young church hey puppy dog we are a young, young church, uh, and, um, you know, we need wisdom. We need wisdom. And so we're going to go back to the book of Job. If you remember where we were before COVID started, we were beginning the book of Job, and we had just gotten started. Uh, and then last week, I brought it back to the book of Job. Remember, we talked about when you get bumped in life, what comes out of you is what is an indication, a, a clear indication of what is inside of you. And that's what the Lord is saving you from. We have to understand that the God of the Bible, the God of the universe, is not necessarily saving you from a bad job, or saving you from a bad society, or saving you from a government you don't like. He has the power to do that, and he might just do that, but... His goal in Scripture, you'll see, is to save you from yourself. And if you wonder what He's saving you from, just find out what happens to you when you're bumped. And we talked about that last week. What is that that comes out of you when you're bumped? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? God is saving you from that. He's saving you from, from you. And what we saw was that Job, when he was bumped, and he had a big bump, you just saw that, you just read the first book of Job, it was a big, big bump. It was allowed by God, which is crazy to think about, scary to think about. And Job responds, you see later in, with worship. He responds with worship. Anyway, set that aside. I'm praying that today's sermon is wisdom. I'm praying that today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, He's speaking through me, and that this will be wisdom to you and to me. Okay, and this is what came to me while riding my bike the other day up the Kank Highway. In light of all of the, the rioting and what's going on today, here's what I thought. That you're going to think it's kind of interesting. I got two pieces of paper in my hand right this morning. One is a Christmas list, and one is a will. A last will and testament. Now, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to be like, what? These are Jesus's. This is Jesus' Christmas list, and this is Jesus' will, his last will and testament. And you're sitting there going, Marcus, you're crazy. Let me explain, and let me read. This first one, I have to give my mom credit. She always told me that this was Jesus' Christmas list, and I'm going to read it to you. Think about your Christmas list. Think about Christmas list when you were little. It's your wishes. It's what you wish for. It's what you hope for. It's your Christmas list. Kiddos over there in Chris's car, do you guys love Christmas lists? Yeah, we love, yeah, we like, 
Whedon's that we make, we still make Christmas lists. I still make, Blair makes a Christmas list. I know, doesn't he, Dory? I'm sure he, he lets you know. I make a Christmas list. We love Christmas lists. There's a famous Christmas song called This Is My Grown-Up Christmas List. Maybe you've heard that song. Well, this is Jesus' Christmas list. And it comes from Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. Listen, very clear Christmas list. It's the hope of Jesus. It's his wish at Christmas. It's his wish more than at Christmas. It's his wish all the time. And here's what it says. If you want to turn to it, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Grab it on your phone. Grab it on your actual hard copy Bible. Here we go. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Here's his Christmas list. Ready? Then make me truly happy. Make my joy complete by, here it goes, agreeing wholeheartedly with one another, loving one another, working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take the interest of others is in account as well. You must have the same attitude of that of Christ Jesus, who being the same as God, did not take his, his equality with God something to be grasped, but gave it up and came to earth as a human being, lived a perfect life, died a perfect death, and rose again to save us from our sins. This is Jesus' Christmas list. Let me go over it again. Agreeing with one another wholeheartedly. Loving one another. Working together with one mind and one purpose. We must be careful. The Bible clearly explains that there is a Lord of darkness. That there is an evil one. And a lot of times we like to say that his credit are some other things. But I think one of his biggest and grandest jobs that he tries to do is to, to break up unity. To divide the family of God. And this is his Christmas list. I was having a conversation with somebody this week, and I think the Lord gave me something. Here's the deal at Loon Mountain Ministry. Loon Mountain Ministry desires to have a wide net and a narrow road. Loon Mountain Ministry desires to have a wide net but a narrow road. And this is what I mean by that. In this parking lot right now, on the World Wide Web right now, when we go to the mountaintop, when we're able to go back inside, when I travel to Waterville, when we have Easter sunrise service, when we have Christmas Eve service, folks, do you realize that last year that accounted for about 6,000 people? Can I get an amen? That's incredible! That's not me. That's not you. That's God. That is a wide net. Now, in this 
in that 6,000 people, there is going to be a lot of different worldviews. There is going to be different political parties. People in that group don't root for the Patriots. What? <laughs> We're different. We look different. There are so many similarities. And that's what I mean by a wide net. Just in this parking lot alone, we have different worldviews and different thinking. I'm going to get a little nervous right now. But in this parking lot, there are some who absolutely just can't stand our president. They're respectful, but can't stand it. There's an amen. There are others in this parking lot that absolutely appreciate him, his policies, and where he's going. There's an amen. I did it. I did it, folks. I did it right there. And if you cannot be in a church like that, then grow up! Grow up! Grow up! We're not in middle school anymore. We can have different views. Sit together on the bus. Sit together on the bus! And do not let the enemy have a foothold in your life. And do not despise your brother and sister. For when you despise your brother and sister because of their political views, because of the color of their skin, because what they listen to for music, it is from the evil one. For your brother and sister were created in the image of God. And though they might think differently than you, and they might even be wrong, but they are created in the image of the Most High King. And Jesus' Christmas list is that you would work together. Though you have different ideas, though you have different views, though you have different interests and tastes of music and food, that you would come together and with one purpose, love, and work together wholeheartedly. And what I mean by the narrow road, we are a wide net here at Loon Mountain Ministry, and if you can't handle a wide net, this is not your church. It's not. We love you, but if you would like a small net, there is a lot of churches that have a small net, and you are welcome to them. But this is a wide net and a narrow road. The narrow road is Jesus. Jesus said, Behold, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I stand at the door and I knock, and if anyone heareth my voice, then they will open the door and let me in. Jesus says, Broad is the way to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life. We believe in Jesus who was fully God and fully man and came to earth and lived a perfect life and died a perfect death and rose again to sit at the right hand of the Father. And He today is praying for you and for me and all those that believe in Him and all those that don't believe in Him that they would put their faith and trust in Him. And that's what we mean by the narrow road. The narrow road. Now, I also have the will here. Jesus' will. My line of work, my line of work, I end up being with people in their final hours. I'm with people, and the doctor says, I am sorry. 
The best I can tell you is you got a week, you got a month, you got six months. I've been with a lot of people after that message has been tell, told to them by a doctor. Actually, was having a conversation with somebody just yesterday about that. They got a week. All right, we missed the we missed instrument. You know what I've noticed about when someone gets message from a doctor that they have limited time? Fluff falls away. And what I mean by fluff falls away, no one has put on their will, oh, and make sure Johnny, when he mows the lawn, he doesn't miss that back part on the left. Oh yeah, you know what, there's a couple shingles that need replacing on the garage roof. Oh yeah, you know, and no. No one on their last on their last day said, I wish I worked more. I wish I spent more time away from my family and into my studies. No, what happens when you are faced with the fact that you have limited time to live? The things that are important become super sensitive, super hyper-focused. Really cool things like, well, I only got a couple weeks, I only got a month. I want to make sure I have ice cream every night with my kids. I want to make sure I get to the river as many times as I can. Boy, I want to try to get to the top of the mountain however I can. I want to get to the top of that mountain. I want to see that sunset with my loved ones. I want to spend time hearing stories from my grandmother. I want to hear time sharing story with my little ones. See how important that is? And when they leave a will, they say, I leave the farm to my kids. I leave the farm to my kids so that they can have the fruit trees and the, and the field and the sunsets. I leave my cabin, my camp, my lake house to the kids so that they can enjoy the loons and the fire. I leave, you know, I wish I loved more. I wish I cared more. I wish I gave more hugs. That's typically in a will. The important stuff. So get, get a load of this. Listen. I want you to listen very clearly. This is Jesus' will. So Jesus also was getting rid of the fluff. The stuff that Jesus puts in his will right here is very important to Jesus. He's hyper-focused right now in this will. He's very intentional in his words. And when you hear him, it's incredible. The fluff goes away. Listen. John chapter 17, 20 to 23. John 17, 20 to 23. Jesus is in the garden. He is praying. And this is the night before he's dying on the cross. Okay, if it was the night before you were dying, and you knew you were going to die the next day, whatever you were doing that night would be hyper-focused. Jesus is hyper-focused right now, and here's what he says. I am praying not only for these disciples, but for also for those who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will be one. Just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world might believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they might be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me 
and that you love them as much as you love me. This is Jesus' will. This is the night before he dies. He does not put in his will and make sure you go to church every Sunday and make sure you only listen to Christian radio and make sure you vote a specific way and make sure that your dress is perfect or looks a specific way and make sure you don't use foul language. These are all good things, but many of these things we have put in Jesus' will, his last words, his last testament, no! What are they? They're very important to Jesus. And it's unity of the believers. It's oneness of the believers. And why? Why is Jesus so serious about this? Why is this his Christmas list? Why is this his will? Why? Because of this. So that the world might know. You desire for the world to know about Jesus? You desire for the world to know about God? Then be united with your brother and sister. The one that honked their horn for the president and the one that honked their horn not really in favor of the president. It's okay. It is okay. Unity. James chapter 1. Confess your sins. Sorry, James chapter 5. Confess your sins one to another and pray one for another that you might be healed because the prayer of a righteous man does a lot of good. Don't you see? Don't you see? Jesus' Christmas list. Unity. Jesus' will. Unity. And when we come together and we put our differences aside and we love our brother and our sister as God has first loved us, the world knows. They do. And I'm convinced of it. And you know what, Loon Mountain Ministry? I love you. We're not perfect, but I think we're doing an okay job. Why? Because right now, in the last three years, a lot of people who are not churchgoers who might not necessarily believe, be believers, are asking us to start churches in their area. Can you believe it? It's not believers, it's not churchgoers that are asking us to start churches in their area. And I am convinced it's because they look and they see that though we're not perfect, we are actively working to love one another and to be united. They look and they see that Loon Mountain Ministry has a broad net. But they're really moved by the truth of a narrow road. I think it's so cool. And it's not me. It's not me. I'm a goofball. I mess up so much. I say things I shouldn't. I make people very upset. It's, not, it's the Lord. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's Him working together with you in the body. And you are loving your brother and your sister. And the world is knowing. Don't stop. Hebrews says, Do not stop gathering together as the matter of some is, but all the more as you see the day approaching that the Lord is coming. Gather! Get together! Love one another so that others may know. This is Jesus' will. This is Jesus' Christmas list. Will you help fulfill it? Will you help bring 
So this is what I'd like for you to do if you could, if you're healthy enough or if you're able enough and safe enough, would you please get out of your car and would at Gabby and the crew's gonna come and start getting set up? Would you get out of your car, stand next to it, stand up? And I just love seeing how great thou art together with all of you. So if it's safe enough, if not, that's okay. But if you guys could get out and stand up, I love seeing your faces, not through a glaring windshield, and get out and sing, How Great Thou Art. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much, Lord, that you, Holy Spirit, have given something for me to share. I pray that it's not of me, I pray that it's of you. Lord, I never thought about a will and a Christmas list. But Lord, you gave it, and I pray that today, that the power of the Holy Spirit, through the word of your, your word, would just move us to love our neighbor, move us to love our brother and sister, to confess our sins of, of prejudice, to confess our sins of judgmentalism, to confess our sins of looking down at others, and to love as you have first loved us. Thank you, Lord, for this town. Thank you for this country. Thank you that we are free to gather here and have an FM transmitted service. You are so good to us. So good. How great thou art. Thanks, Gabby and crew. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.